The Right Time with Bomani Jones is presented by YouTube TV. Try it free today at youtube.com slash NBA23. New users only. Terms apply. Cancel anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Right Time. <laughs> I feel like it's weird to go through the whole script when there are actually people around. I know, but it's, this is part of the thing. They it liked is. it. I feel like I got to do it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Right Time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Rate us, review <laughs> us, give us five stars. If you only give us four stars, I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. <laughs> Hold on. Can we can we get a look at my man here who goes from, from, from hater to elater or to relater with a simple flip of the page? I mean, I assume everyone here is already rated it and giving it five stars. Though, you right? never know, buddy. I mean, you don't come all the way here. Without... No, pe- people will pay a little money just to hate. <laughs> people, will, people will pay money to heckle. There are lots of people who pay money to heckle. Yeah, I think I might pay a little money to hate, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I definitely threw a party or once or twice just to have some people come and see that I made it. You really did that? <laughs> you, you really would like actually like was, was the people in your house? I mean, I, they came in my house, but then I lost them at some point. <laughs> they may have still been in there, may not have been in there. Hey, man, I do have to say this that. We are doing this on Monday night. We got a little bit of an outcome on Sunday of the NBA Finals that I do not believe that we fully expected to go like it did. Certainly appreciated it, though. Yeah, like, I'm with you. I like basketball season to go as long as possible because after that, I really don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> they know. <laughs> they know. We got to have book clubs. Yes. We got to have um, <laughs> trivia contests. We're oh. doing all types of shit. And my personal favorite, vacations. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I learned that early in the game, man. I mean, no, I did not learn it early in the game. Early in the game, it learned me. Where I was just out here like, dude, this July? They used to do like three days, I mean, three hours a day, five days a week, or six days a week, in a town that don't have no baseball team. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not learn that hard way. The one good thing about the podcast is I think people come to the podcast for you. So whatever you're talking about is pretty good. But when you're doing the shows, like when I'm doing Get Up, and it's uh, June, yes. middle of June, the championship has happened. They bring us in there. It's list time. We ranking, baby. Oh, yeah. Who the top five receivers in the NFL right now? <laughs> Who the top ten quarterbacks of all time? I don't know. But no, that's a humbling thing about doing this job at this place that people do have to understand is if it's, call it 100 people watching the show on ESPN, a couple of them are coming for you. Yeah. The rest of them are coming for ESPNN, <laughs> and so you have to do the ESPN stuff, right? The podcast. Hey, if you don't really rock with this, you just gotta go. Like hey. the other stuff, people feel entitled to ESPN. Like they feel like they are entitled to like whatever everything is that happens to be there. This podcast, you can just roll out. Yeah, I mean, the podcast is a destination that people are going to to appreciate your stuff. ESPN is on in barbershops and airports. Yes. And people are not in the barbershops and airports for your deep insights. They want you to say that their team sucks so they can get mad and tweet you about how dumb you are and they can call their friends because that's the real secret. Nobody really wants their team to be loved by the analysts. That ain't no fun. No. Ain't no fun to be the man. No, there's no arguing. That's actually a very good point. Like, if you are, in fact, more accurately, 
the people whose teams are loved by the media think the media hate their teams. <laughs> and I know this because I've been around Duke. <laughs> they swear. I, I'm, not, I'm not lying about this. I was once at the ACC tournament and I was two rows ahead of Mickey Krzyzewski, Coach K's wife, and the Wojo family. Like, like dad, Wojo, and all of this. And you would have thought they was political prisoners. Like, everything they were talking about, they was just, you know, if this was Duke, if this was Duke. And I was like, what game do you be watching? They all got a persecution complex. But I think that it's probably, for Duke, there was probably a sweet spot where they were, like, respected and liked when they were on the come up. But in the defense of Duke fans, everybody hated them. Why did everybody hate them? Because they were hateable. Yeah, that, that's, that's my my thing with Duke on all so of that is people being like, it's not as though people just randomly decided to hate you or just because y'all's white. Y'all, it's the white people that white people hate. Yeah. Like Larry Bird right there. You ain't never have no massive group of white people that just hated Larry Bird. Every white person that ever showed up in this country loved the hell out of Larry Bird. Yeah. Larry Bird represent the people. Yes. And... Duke represent the man. Yes. And don't nobody want to root for the man. No. That ain't fun. Not even the man. By the way, do you know what Larry Bird's middle name is? Please say it's Jerome. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Larry Joe Bird. Why even bother writing that down? <laughs> no. So are you telling me I've never looked at Larry's Wikipedia his name isn't Lawrence Joseph Bird? No, it is Larry <laughs> Joe Bird. So, so this is the thing about people who go by Larry, okay? There are people who go by Lawrence, whose names are Lawrence, and they go by Lawrence, but their friends call them Larry. But people who go by Larry, their name is Larry. It is on their driver's license. It is on their birth certificate. Think of every Larry you know. It ain't short for nothing. That dude is Larry. That, I, I always, I guess I never looked at these people's birth certificates, but I always assume every Larry I met was a Lawrence. You telling me that there's a whole bunch of Larrys? Larry's just Larry's. <laughs> it's like Jimmy Butler is Jimmy. Junior, by the way. <sighs> just so you know. I mean, I guess if that's where we're going to end up, they just cut into the chase. <laughs> yeah, that's like, like, why name you James when we're going to end up with Jimmy anyway? Right. Nobody's ever going to call you James. That's fair. Like, they, they made that executive decision right there. But then once your name is Jimmy, there is no nickname. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jim is not a, it's not a nickname for no, Jimmy. You can't, well, they can't start calling you Jim. Like, yeah. when do you think people start calling Jim Brown Jim? Because I feel like you have I to age like, into Jim. I think it's when Jim Brown told them to call me Jim. Yeah. But, I, but, I, but like the idea that they were calling him Jim Brown at like 19 years old tells you everything that you need to know yeah, about mean, his get down. At like 13, Jimmy Brown was like, no. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I'm Jim Brown today. Nah. Well, who, who was that? I was just, somebody's got a name that's like, the, oh. Were there any two-year-olds or like three-year-olds that anybody called Dick? <laughs> like, at how old did you have to get before you, because they, they could be Dicky on the way there, but at what age do you become Dick? It's like the age you become Bob. I don't know why anyone, and I'm sorry, because the chances are there's some Richards in the audience. If you're not a junior, 
why would you name the kid Richard? Because I feel like you headed for... Well, are we still rolling those off the assembly line? Like, who's the youngest person named Dick? And I'm being very particular about the phrasing here so that nobody gets nervous. <laughs> Who is the youngest person named Dick in the public sphere? Dick Clark? <laughs> Dick, is it Dick Vitale? Oh, Dick Vitale, yeah. No, we, they, they've had to create nope. more people... Name. Are you trying to Dick. hold up? Dick Vitale is, is also he's a Richard, right? Yeah, yeah, they all oh, yeah. are. Woo. They all are. I would assume. I can't. Think Never of know these days. Apparently, people <laughs> name people Joe and Larry. I mean, that was it. They named him Jimmy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. So the game, though, I, oh, we, yeah. we we started going in that direction. We did not actually. <laughs> they know. They know that I text Bomani a week ago. The slogan for for Fox or Friday is I don't know how we got. I here. don't know. How we got. <laughs> But it was fun. <laughs> no, I told you, my, one of my favorite stories, and I had never thought about this, is like being different than the way anybody else does things. I don't have a concept of how other people do their shows, right? I did do a lot of stuff with Dan, and Dan Levitard is just walking in and sitting down. But there's a, like an army of people there. So my buddy Joel Anderson, Joel from Missouri City, Joel was coming on to do the podcast, and this is when Gabe had first started working on the podcast with me. And Joel asked Gabe what we were going to talk about so that we could prepare. And I could just imagine in Gabe's voice how he told him, well, you'll find out the same time as me. <laughs> oh, man, they don't know how funny that is because they don't know Gabe as well as I do. The Gabe imitation is what made that to me. <laughs> Gabe is the coolest dude, yes. man. That also, as I, yeah, Gabe, like, we're not doing any of this without Gabe. It's kind of wild to do this without him, actually. Yeah. But I also know that it probably took Gabe a good few months to not panic at the idea that yeah. we're just going to get this that thing going. Because it's a weird combination because he's the coolest guy ever, but he has never had a, a T not cross or an I not dotted. Right. Like he is, his everything is sharp. He's the type of kid who I think combs his hair before he goes to bed. <laughs> like I, that's the, it is always, everything's in place at, at the right time. Right. Which also, by the way, still has nothing to do with Gabe 2 of the NBA Finals. <laughs> we, we'll get there. We will get there. We will. We will get there. So, I mean, y'all saw it. Well, no, it was it was such a like wild up down, right? Because I'm watching it, and the Heat made their run off the top. You know, just, just it felt like one of those. Just so you know, we ain't no punks, <laughs> right? You know, we got you just ain't gonna come in here and smack uh, us around. Uh, Hell no. Nah. Okay, so they did that, and then Denver made the walk back on them, and then the Heat stopped missing shots basically for the entire entirety of the fourth quarter. But then the Nuggets still walked yeah. them back down and couldn't make that last bucket. What I find very interesting about that was the Heat clearly had made the decision. Jokic is just going to have to give us 40. Yeah. And he, he didn't just give them 40. It wasn't like they gave him the opportunity to score 40. He had to take that 40, and he took it. He, he absolutely took that 40, but to be fair... He was taking that 40 from a 6'9 Bam in a Zeller. Yeah, oh, like, no, there was a point at which Cody Zeller was so frustrated, and you don't see this happen very often. Like, you would see it happen with Jordan, or you definitely see it happen with Shaq, where the dudes playing and guarding them just recognize, I can't do nothing about this, but they keep asking me to try to do stuff about it, and they know damn well I can't do nothing about it, and ain't nobody even trying to help. Y'all just over there watching. You standing next to Christian Braun. I can't do nothing about it, but they keep asking me to do something about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is Dominique pointing at Randy Boss. I'm familiar with that feeling. <laughs> Dude, this 
whole wall is basically the theme that you just described. If you remember Usain Bolt at the 2012 Olympics in London, right? And he wins the gold medal. I've never seen silver and bronze happier before in my life. It was a recognition when they walked into the stadium that day. We are all playing for second. And the best one on the wall might be Bo Jackson. Yes. And like uh, his career didn't pan out the way it was supposed to or we wanted it to, but... I mean, I guess we don't got no, no young, young people here, but even old people, go back and watch some Bo Jackson. Yo, the thing about it is, as futuristic as the modern athlete has become, they still have not made another one of those. Do, do Bo have kids? I'd assume. <sighs> I hope so. <laughs> or maybe I was thinking that if he had kids that we would know because they would be at the top of MMA or something. Yeah. They'd, be, they'd be doing something. <laughs> I, and I don't, I don't care what, uh, what is, what the the mother's athletic history was. Bose was strong enough for both of them. Them kids would have been doing something. But now nah, the, the Bo Jackson YouTube rabbit hole, you just do a lot of this. Just how, what, how do you, like, what was that? And so, what also getting the Bo Jackson YouTube rabbit hole is, you will get Bo Jackson highlights, and you look up and you see him wearing a gray jersey. At which point you realize that incredible feat took place with an artificial hip. He was still doing crazy banana stuff after the hip. Watching him play is, I think we had this conversation often about analytics and, and the point of analytics or like the benefit of analytics is a lot using previous data to try to optimize your success at the moment. And honestly, it's, I think it's a great thing. It's a crutch that's helping a lot of dumb GMs, yeah, frankly. I didn't say it. The numbers did. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's help. And, and honestly, the numbers will help you if you if you can't do like proper talent evaluation or you can't innovate scheme-wise. Like it'll, I'm, I'm being serious. Like it's nice to be like, all right, well, chances are, yeah. But that's not going to be special. But what it doesn't do is help you predict where things are going. And you know what does help you predict where things are going? Get the beat ready. If a mother to show up like that <laughs> no spreadsheet i don't care what you say about when we draft the running backs i don't care what you say about the efficiency of it or whatever it's the same with post-ups posting up is the most inefficient thing you can do in basketball right yo and so at the the shack frustration all of us i feel like we can name one, two, maybe three. The player that you saw Shaq just break and demoralize. Chris Dudley has to be number one on the list. But in, in, in his defense, he threw the ball at Shaq. He did. He threw but it. He threw the ball at he threw the ball at Shaq after Shaq pushed him down for no reason at all. That was very I ain't no punk, right? Yeah, he didn't have a choice at that point. Yeah. Then I talked about this, and this is even after old Shaq. Old Shaq being guarded by Joe Kim Noah in I think it was the 2010 playoffs and Joe Kim Noah looked like he was trying to fold a fitted sheet and he just could never like I have worked on that the last time I said it was like he's stuck under the baseball tarp the fitted the fitted sheet is a the fitted sheet is a workshopping to get that just to where we needed to be this is what you learn working on a tv show with a writer's room Ooh, nice you get some tricks uh, I um but, I got one for you that I might need you to to fix for me I was thinking mine to bring us back to the game my analogy that I came up with after the game about Jimmy Butler 
was Jimmy Butler the type of person who show up to a store with the exact change? <laughs> <laughs> no more, no less. Yeah, because that's watching that last game. It was like Jimmy came in. He was like, I know how much this costs. I buy this every day. Here's the exact change. No receipt. Thank you. Just enough because he is not superstar um, MJ Jimmy, playoff Jimmy that we've been talking about. He ain't that guy, but he giving them enough. But see, that's the, the analytics defiance is Mr. Want to. They want to matters. I don't care how much people like you and I agree. They getting into the, you know, the, the how much dog you got in you goes way too far. But we are not going to pretend like that want to does not matter because we all done seen somebody get pumped before or perhaps ourselves have <laughs> once or twice been pumped. It had like and especially in like a basketball setting, that dude just look you in your face and he's like, yeah, no, you got it, man. Yeah. I can't. I could, I could tell a couple stories. It wasn't even when I was a kid. It was when I was at business school, honestly. We went to the gym, play basketball, and we hooping, whatever. It's getting serious. I'm talking trash. And then there was somebody in the gym who actually did not care and started talking trash to me. I was in there with a bunch of business school people who also, like, kind of care. He was like, he really didn't care. And I was like, no, you got it, bro. Whatever, whatever you call me, that's fine. I'm going to leave here because the worst thing that could happen to me is even if I whoop your ass, I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> that, ain't, yes. that ain't good. You see, and that brings me to perhaps the most frustrating UK do nothing about it guy on that wall, Larry Joe Bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we talked about this before, but if you do not know this, there was a game in Portland once where Larry Bird decided he was going to do everything with his left hand. <laughs> this is not some exhibition game. This ain't no hoop it up. This ain't no pro-am. I'm talking about in an actual NBA game that counted. He said, I'm only going to use my left hand. And that's all he did. And they couldn't stop it. They couldn't, they couldn't. How frustrating. And if you put your hands on that white man, one, I'm not sure you'll win. But B, if you do, you will lose. I can't. I can't imagine being at the pinnacle of a sport. And it's not like football where it's an American sport. So, yeah, mm -hmm. if you're in the NFL, you're the best football player of the people who play football. Everybody plays basketball. And maybe it wasn't to the degree that it is today back then. But the fact of the matter is there's a smaller number of people that get to the NBA. So you could argue that the refined skill set is so refined at that level that you can't take a day off. You can't mess around. This man played a whole game <laughs> with his offhand and cooked. And you said the Magic Johnson story that you tell sometimes too about when he came back. Yeah, like 14, it was like, it was, he's averaged up like 15, six and seven or something like that, just being the old man in the high post. But think about this with Larry Bird on top of that, in a league full of Afro-Americans who I assure you were resentful of all of this, right? A league full of non-believers until they, no, that's, the, that's where it's the not, same as Jokic, right? Yeah. As we, as this year, we're all watching everybody actually watch Jokic and just be like, oh, okay, my bad, I misunderstood. You deserve, I, I've done it as many times as I could, but you were the first person a couple seasons ago, that was like, hey, you might you might want to check out this Jokic guy. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Then he got the MVP. And like I see him around and like none of it's explosive or exciting that that much. But then I started watching more. I was like, yeah, you on you on to something with this. Maybe you were right. And now I feel like you deserve a victory lap. Dog, it's the but it's the same thing as Larry Bird on that. It's like, there's no reason I should not be able to stop this. Yeah. Everything right there, like these dudes, there's no reason why you should be able to do this to me. And you are doing it to me, except Larry Bird was talking crazy to yeah. you. I can't. I, 
Does anybody remember what he said to Dr. J that finally made Dr. J snap? 42, Doc, 42. Appreciate the help there. Dr. J, like a 36-year-old Dr. J, lost his mind. If Moses Malone came and put him in the headlock and Charles Barkley came from the side to throw a blow. What was that? Black rage. <laughs> That's all that was, was a black rage. And I, I could, um, it's not a, not a lot that I can like agree with Boston fans on, but this isn't just about Boston fans. Like, I understand the Larry Bird appeal. Yes. Like, I get it. If you look up and you're like, man, this league sure is black. It's like how I felt, how I felt when Tiger first started making it like, yo, I was like, that's my guy. Get him, Tiger. I never watched no damn golf in my life. And Tiger don't like me. He don't associate yo, himself with me, but I loved his but, black. But, 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 this, but, but this was the difference, though. There had never been a Tiger. Yeah. It used to be white dudes yeah, hooping. Makes and, it even worse. Right, right, they was losing their grip. <laughs> and then next thing you know, here he comes out from the woods of Indiana. But it, 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 in the a end, no better place. Right. But in the end, what did him in, that which made him heroic, wound up being his downfall, yep. which was Larry Bird was such a country white man <laughs> that he threw out his back working a jackhammer in his driveway and was never the same. His whiteness came back around and buried him. It's sad, I mean, it's, it tends to be the case. Your biggest strength is yes. almost your biggest weakness. Yes. You know what I just thought of that I hadn't considered mm. before? Magic Johnson's charisma, holy. Next level. Hold on, because let's think about this for a second. The white people had the league. They created the league, they ran the league. Black people came and took the league. Larry Bird came in and was like, nah, I'ma give you this league back. And the one man who stood between white people regaining what they thought was theirs was this 6'9", smiling Negro. Yes, yes. And somehow they all still loved that charisma. That is actually an interesting thing. That magic, incredible. magic was on the other side of the white hero, but never really became a hated. He, that smile was that big. We need to study that. Like, well, I well, don't know what it is, but we, we could end wars with whatever, with Magic Johnson's smile. Well, something else I feel like we need to study too. It is the 1987 NBA Finals, when you stop and think about it, kind of like it was a fulcrum point for the history of the NBA because if the Celtics win that, Bird has four rings and Magic has four rings. That did not happen. Like Magic came out on top. And so we just don't really talk about that whole, it's just like, oh, great rivalry for the NBA. We never come out and actually be like, you know Magic won, right? <laughs> you know maybe, we did. We never, we never get to that part. We're just like, wow, part, what a great fight. That must be part of the reason why it worked though is because Worse, nothing worse than an ostentatious Negro. Damn. It's like well, you just it, like politely slide into the back. And they also had Kareem to hate. Kareem was perfect they, to hate. They did have Kareem, but you know what the other part of it was though, the Celtics just went so damn far. Cause so basically, you know how Bill Belichick got that Google alert for the white wide receivers? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> don't, don't uh, there is not yeah. a lacrosse player the, in the country. No stone unturned. No stone unturned. No stone unturned. But Red Auerbach apparently invented that and had it running all the way through the 1990s. Like any good white dude, remember, he took Larry Bird a year early. 
And by the way, if you go back and look at that draft, it was he didn't miss on anybody. Like, it wasn't like there was somebody there that they could have taken and he passed up on. No, he was like, yo, good white dude. If there was any good white dude, he was on them. They had Kevin McHale, and you know he's up to these days. You know his whiteness is unsurpassed. <laughs> Danny Ainge, whose whiteness is unsurpassed. Larry Bird. And then Bill Walton on his last legs got energized by the surrounding whiteness and played 70-something games for the first time in his career. But they wasn't just out. It got to a point later where they were just getting any white dude. But there were standards. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't quotas. It's like Duke, it's yeah. like Duke where, except it's the, the personality is different. But them white boys was cold. That was yeah. the problem. Like, you can be fancy white dudes and we ain't going to have a problem with yeah. you because we'll love to come dunk on you. Yeah, no, but don't it, dunk on us. No, it went downhill when they started getting the Greg Paul eyes. Oh, yeah, the great yeah, Paul yeah. of the world. I mean, the white dudes wasn't that good. Yeah, when I was oh, no. young, they, they were... Christian was, Lader. Christian yeah, Lader was cold. Cold, cold, cold. cold. Bobby Hur cold. Hurley was cold in college, at least. Like, these guys... Yeah, I'll be honest with you, though. I could not admit that Christian Lader was cold yeah. until somewhere around 2009 or 10. <laughs> there was no way you could convince me that he was... Like, they was acting like he was better than Shaq, except you go look at the game when they played against each other, and it was like, boy, sure looks like Christian Leitner outplayed Shaq that night. I can't tell you how mad I was. He was on the dream team. It ain't no fault of his, no, we'll but it, about that. it was, no, we'll it was about infuriating. That. That's, the, that's the... It's a whole nother, but... That's the... That was, I think, yeah, it was... I don't know. This is a callback to a Chappelle show sketch, but I'm with you, and I think anybody who, who listens to this regularly knows that I've said this as a compliment to Bomani. Is like, he's more evolved than I am when it comes to race and sports. And that's part of the reason why he was able to recognize what Jokic was doing before <laughs> me, because I'm slow. It's part of the reason why there are certain black quarterbacks that I still believe are good, uh, you, you, even you, though you. I know they are not. But Christian Leitner, I'm with you. Whoever said I still have it, my blackness will not allow me. Yeah. By the way, as you mentioned that about Jokic, if there is anybody here who would like to repent for some of their Jokic views, I'm just asking, like, if there's, if there's anybody, if there's anybody that wants to come and own it, oh, is that Nick Wright? Is that Nick Wright's music? What's going on? What's going? What's going on, Big Dog? I did not invite you what's here. The problem? I didn't invite you here for this purpose, but since you wore those, we're here to I talk game two, right? <laughs> oh, y'all. No, I do. What you want to talk no, about? I am up to talk game two though, because Michael Porter didn't show up. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> maybe, maybe the patron saying of basketball, the new age Larry Bird should have gotten him some open looks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You guys shade after the forty what he put up? Uh, listen, man, I don't got shade for nobody, but I'm just gonna ask this audience, which seems like a really educated, erudite group of people, should Nikola Jokic? have the same standards and the same hurdles everybody got to go through. That was two or, months ago, Nick. Or, that doesn't work wait anymore. Minute, wait a minute. Or, like every other superstar, they got to go win. Because I saw Giannis get raked over the coals right. until he won. Right. And Jokic, they'd be changing the rules, y'all. Like, no. No, he can. He uh, can. They can't win the title, but he can be MVP. Hmm, interesting. Okay, fine. Uh, we'll give him a second one. They're the sixth seed. Who cares? And now, just wait for it. Y'all ready? On you, you better be ready for it on Get Up. You got y'all better be ready for it when the Heat win the next two. Coming to a bottom to a to a Chiron near you. Is Nikola Jokic the Finals MVP even in a loss? That's happening. That's happening. They wouldn't do it for LeBron. They gonna do it for him. 
So no, I ain't repenting. But Can thank I, you for inviting me up here. Nick with the, Nick Wright with the fade has returned. <laughs> Go ahead. Hold on, Nick. I'm gonna ask you this though. You you really think Miami go Wendy's next to? Man, here's what I think. <laughs> I think that if it was Milwaukee, Denver, half the room would have Milwaukee. If it were Boston, Denver, half the room would have Boston. It's Miami, Denver, and everybody got Denver. Why ain't those teams there? Because Miami whooped their ass. <laughs> and no, everybody's like, they're not that talented. Well, then maybe people are miss or overvaluing talent. Because Miami has the best coach in basketball. Jimmy Butler, who has been the second best player of these playoffs, to Jokic. Stop clapping, Parker. Jokic. Parker Thank must you. be the one doing all this clapping. And they find a way. <laughs> And, and this is where I'm going to lose some of the room. I might lose the people on stage. I'm not a religious man, but I believe in basketball gods, God dog it. <laughs> and this is Miami's year. This is, it's just something, man. It's just, you don't climb the mountain. And in the NBA, you usually got to bang on the door a bit and then break through. This is part of Nikola's path is like, oh, got there. And then now you go break through in the next few years. Miami's been banging on that door. So I believe in it. All right. So I will say this. I agree with you. By the way, I marvel at your ability to come up with solid, incredibly logical arguments in, in the face of whatever it was, dog. It was, sorry, right? it was, it was very so logical good. until he hit us with find a way. <laughs> that was because I would like to be on your side. I've been looking for a reason to be on your side, and I appreciate you presenting this great argument, and I'm going to grab it, I'm going to hang on to it, but the one thing you lost me is like, find but they got to find a way. Find a way. Can I ask you a question real yes. quick? What's the way? Because you always talk about Zeller. And Zeller, I mean, Miami won the minutes. Cody Zeller wasn't on the court yesterday by 20. They dominated that game except for those minutes. So Zeller's unplayable. So here are their other big, big people. There's Nikola Jovic. I yes, swear that's a real confusing. person. Jovic. That's a real person. He's a rookie. Yeah, right. He can't play. And for the old school karate people, he liked the Bruce Lai. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if you remember right. the other Bruce Lee. L, Bruce L.I. The right. Bruce Lai. That's right. <laughs> Their other big man is a fella named Omer Yurt7, who I looked up on Basketball Reference today, and it says his nickname's Big Yurt, so I kind of like that. <laughs> that's nice. But he's never played. They got one other big man who's on the active roster. Yeah, we UD. Haslam. You don't think Haslam can give him a good 90 seconds? Yes. You don't think Haslam can foul the shit out no. of Yogi? All he's going to be yeah. like, I remember when you pushed Marquise Morris yes. just for that. It is, it is faced with bad breath in the whole yes. nine. Like, like, that is the one thing. At some point, the heater just going to have to be like, all right, we just got to scrap this out. Like, that's, that's going to be the way. Because they, even if you think the talent is comparable, I don't. The size is not comparable. And at some point, when you got the size advantage at every position. It's the size advantage combined with the athleticism advantage that's hard. Because, like, normally if there's a size advantage, you're like, all right, well, we're going to run these boys to death. Yeah. The, the Nuggets play faster than the Heat. And, like, Gordon is athletic as Jimmy Butler, but twice his damn size yeah. is tough. I, like, I love Jimmy. You know, I have all yeah. team Jimmy, but it does look like. I think that ankle has got to be worse. Yeah. And they're swearing that he's not hurt, but he seems to have like no, hurt, a couple of bursts a game that he can They get. asked him, uh, is something wrong with your ankle before the series started? And he responded by saying, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
if if the actual response, if there's nothing wrong with your answer, the response is, yeah, my answer is good. My ankle's good. He's like, nobody cares. Okay, that means your ankle hurt. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. Spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What do you think should happen to Ja? There is, I would, I hate that this is a public room because I, I'm sorry. I, no, 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 no. no I'm no, just no, saying, no, no. There's, there's I, play the music. I, yeah, I would say to play the music right now because I will just tell you, it is my somewhat informed opinion that the suspension will probably not be as significant as people expect. They're going to hit him for 17 just to make sure it's like the all NBA stuff. I, I think it is entirely possible that it is somewhere in that space. I've like somebody told me something and I don't know enough to like say it out loud, but apparent let's just say hypothetically, we'll take yeah. John Morant's name off of it. Right. Yep. What if this turns out that he has a defense that is so ludicrous that it actually works? What, well, so here the, so I'll, I'll put John Moran's name on it. What if two minutes after that IG posted, Ja posted on his own Instagram, him at a gun range. If that happened, I don't think he's in any trouble at all. No, it's a lot, it's right? A, like, it's like, I was just the, excited. The, like, we're going. Like, the, it, the, <laughs> no, how could you say he's in trouble? Yeah, I like, mean, the the explanation that Bomani may have heard is even more ludicrous than that. Yes. It's, uh, it's, it's, yes, it's, it's even crazier. Okay, so the, can I then ask a general question? Is this, in your two informed opinions, a legitimate position to hold? There is obviously, clearly, and undeniably a devastating double standard yes. between white people having guns and black people having guns. Yes. And as someone far smarter than me once said, anybody that 
uh, actually wants gun control in America, the best way to get it accomplished is the same way it got accomplished in California yeah, in the 60s, <laughs> is get every 18 to 24-year-old black man in America to start going to gun shows and then go pass some <laughs> laws. We all, we all can agree with that. Can we believe that and also believe... What the hell are you doing, John Moran? Well, yeah, yeah, well, that's, and that's really, like, they can't put it in the books. We suspend people for being stupid. But like, that's like, what, that's, that's what that's it what, is, That's right? what we're here for. It's like, that's you gotta it. be kidding me. Yeah, like, I, it's obviously, and I think clearly room for both of those things to be true. Like, I think the double standard point is a bit of a red herring that people have jumped on and just gone too far with. A, it's stupid, because riding riding Memphis playing with guns is a bad idea. And that's before we get to that whole son, you in the NBA, da da da, everything else. I think there's, I think that he's in a, I think he's down bad. Like I think that everything about him indicates this is such self-destructive behavior, and the whole nine. But I am officially old enough, and I guess I've been here for a little while. But I am officially old enough that. I can't weep for your stupid, but so much. You know what I mean? Like at some point, I'm just like, yo, we don't run out of answers, and we got to ground you. The thing about the yeah, the thing about the John Morant suspension, I feel a little bit differently than I think you do. And I made this point on on my podcast is that the the idea that John Morant needs to be punished, I think, is a mistake. Um, the idea that he needs to be in the NBA, I think, is also a secondary concern. And for somebody to do what he did the first time with the gun, it's like, all right, that's weird, a little bit concerning. To do it again, months later, on the same thing. After it cost you $39 million, yeah, by after, definition. Yeah, I'm like, this is serious. And we, we talked about it with you before, too. Like, you got to put basketball aside. So, like, I'm not waiting so much on how big the suspension is. I don't necessarily think he, he needs to be suspended. Um, I don't care. I, I do think it's dumb. And the idea, like, the, the double standard, I, yeah. Black people are treated differently, but also NBA players, when has this ever been a custom that it is okay for you to wave guns around? So, like, right. I'm fine with it, but what it comes down to me is there's something so much more important going on, but since we only view this through the basketball prism, that's all we think about. It's like, how many games is he going to miss? Uh, is, is Nike going to drop him? Is... X, Y, and Z going to happen? But if this was your family, you wouldn't be thinking, like, how much work they're going to miss. They're going to be able to get right. back into their job. You're going to be like, damn, this mother lost it. Right. Let's have an intervention. <clears throat> Let's figure this out. And, and if we're going to focus on something that's trivial, we could focus on what was the most shocking, egregious thing that we've seen in all these crazy videos, the thing that nobody could ever explain, which is how it is that you pay money to go to a strip club and you the one taking your clothes <laughs> off. See, I knew that was coming. I just like just 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 stop and think about that is for it? a second. Think about that for a second. That is like paying for a Big Mac and then going in the back and flipping it yourself. Why would you do this? Why do you? And then you and then you want to put it on the internet? Like yeah. this is. That's a generational gap thing that I think I've we all have a hard time. So with. so I don't know. I mean I realize my crowd only goes but so young. So I could be wrong here. But any of you any of you youngsters, y'all be at the strip club just taking y'all clothes off. <laughs> Is that what y'all be doing? Because if that's a generational situation, man, I need, I need to go start talking in schools. <laughs> I need to get out here. I'm clearly the, not doing the, my part. My point on, on generational was about the posting it on the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, the yeah. part where but it's see, like... I don't even think that's generational because people our age be doing that dumb 
YouTube yeah. and they need everybody to see everything that they doing. It's just social media turned a mirror to the levels of narcissism that exist here. And I can't like these kids are in a different place because they willing to put incriminating stuff up there. That's the difference is the inability to discern that this is a horrible idea. But I can't blame them for oversharing because I half of y'all. I should have made y'all put y'all's phones in little pouches like Chappelle yeah. did. Isn't the solution... Then I could do that play the music thing because y'all couldn't go snitch. <laughs> All right. Isn't the solution for the jaw thing that threads the needle sitting right there, which is there is real issues with him being suspended in that uh, show me what law I broke. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the, But also we all know what he's doing is wildly reckless and he almost assuredly needs to change his scenery. Ain't this why we let that team exist in Salt Lake City? I was, I was thinking that when you said They it. got all the picks in the world. Adam Silver needs to call John Moran into his office and be like, listen, buddy, here's the deal. 45-game suspension or zero games, and Danny Ainge is trading for your ass yeah. tomorrow. Let me tell you this. And you are moving to the great I, I, Salt Lake. I, I, I will say this. There, there, while there is something to that, the next thing we know, we look up on Instagram and John Moran would be out here kicking it with some Booyah Tribe looking dudes. That you like, it's it's some problems in Salt Lake City too. It just ain't no black people. Yeah, I like the idea of Salt Lake City being our Australia, just like a a, a, a penal a NBA penal colony. Like anybody who got in trouble, dude, take your ass I, out there look, to, the, to the mountains. You. There was at some point when they were trying to figure out how to get Donovan Mitchell to Miami, and they said that maybe you trade Tyler Hero to Utah. Tyler Hero would retire <laughs> before he set foot on Tyler Hero. And so I was talking to somebody about this because, I, I, you know, my question with guys like that always is when and where were you radicalized, right? <laughs> and so apparently Hero was radicalized at Kentucky that there was no whiff of it before he got to Kentucky. Really? And if you go back and look at his parents from when he was at the draft, yeah, yeah, it happened at Kentucky. So it's, it's seductive. I can't blame him. Yeah, like he Whatever got... Whatever was happening before could not have no, been nearly he, as fun. He went from Kentucky and then he went to Miami. There ain't Woo! no going back. There ain't no going back. He will retire a Miami Heat. They can't trade him. No, maybe you, maybe you could trade him to L.A. Maybe you could trade... Oh, I bet he loved Houston. Atlanta. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he'd have a niche too. Yeah. He gonna be he, He'd yeah. have a niche. He could make oh. Atlanta work. Oh man, he'd do damage in DC too. Yeah, there are a few cities. I used to just know, can't trade him to Cleveland. No. no Utah. I no. like uh, you Milwaukee. Know when we start talking about free agents, we talk about, oh, this place ain't got no property tax, or I mean no income tax, or this place got mm -hmm. good weather. I like the idea of instead of you hear the stories of um, Pat Riley in the free agent meetings throwing his rings on the table. Yes. He just brochures, just throwing them out. Just <laughs> like like when you in Vegas, they's a hand, he's just throwing out all the big booty brochures, like your number's gonna be a little lower. But look at that ass. Yo, I can't even lie, though. I knew somebody once who, it was a black woman, and she was talking about her affection for Tyler Hero. And I have to say, as a black man, I never felt more rejected. And it's not because I wanted her or anything, but if Tyler, if it's Tyler Hero that is your specific speed, you are just basically saying, yeah. you don't want us. <laughs> you want everything that come with it. But not us. Not the problems. Everything not the problems. but the burden, right? <laughs> like, and that's exactly how she's looking at it. Yes, that's right. Everything but you burden this motherfuckers. That's exactly how she is looking at that.
Hey, I'm going to throw this out here because I had planned to go to this at some point. Dominique does not live here. Nick, you do live here. And so you probably marvel at this as I do. And shout out to all of you who came in from out of town. I appreciate you making the trip. You have never smelled this much weed in your life, have you? Right? It is the what New York City is just. It is wild. It's a smoke it just out. Like happened overnight <laughs> that it was just like every bodega. I don't know if there's like some back street union like there was in the wire yeah. where they like got together at a Holiday Inn and had a meeting <laughs> and they're like, hey, what if we all simultaneously start selling weed like it's legal? What are they gonna do if we all do it? And the answer was nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing. And nothing. Now, and now it's. It's every hundred feet. There's a place with a damn sandwich board outside <laughs> yes. with the menu. And I'm like, they, man, Wait, I, I mean, it I got, saw it got mushrooms on it. They got everything. And I'm like, I saw a New York one yesterday <laughs> that only three places in all five was, boroughs that, have a license. That's what, I was, that was, that's what I was about to tell you guys. Those stores you see, including the one right next it's door to illegal. this place, that is not a legitimate just establishment. Drug dealers. It's just the <laughs> wild, wild west. I it's went, crazy. I went to Washington Square Park the other day, and I'm cutting through. They just got tables set up. They got whiteboards In with front the of menu. My wife's store. There's a there's a uh, truck like a like a damn yes like oh, a food I, truck. I, I showed mama the truck. I showed mama the truck today. Person, so I was at a hold, 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 hold on, right fast. And to be clear about this weed truck. It says yeah. on it, the name of it is Schmizoak. Yes. And it says premium flower underneath. Uncle Bud was set up at 116th. Hold on. Uncle Bud was set up at 116th of Frederick Douglass, just selling weed out the truck until the way they tried to get him off was with the parking tickets. And they hit him with something like a half million dollars of parking tickets. And he paid them. <laughs> he paid them. They are selling so much weed. Dude, it's crazy. I was in New York for work or something. My wife came with me, and there was a, a Drake Migos concert, so we just bought some tickets because we had nothing else to do. We went to the concert, and we came out. There was three trucks that were completely covered in, like, weed stickers just outside. This was, like, three years ago. Outside selling weed. And down at the seaport where we do, like, ESPN taping, if you walk down towards the Wall Street area, it's like Canal Street for weed, where it's just, like... <laughs> It's no shame, because the same thing that could be said of like Canal Street, like, yeah, everybody's selling bootleg right. stuff or right. stolen stuff. Right. So, yeah, the police should crash that. Like, they can't catch yeah. us all. But there's a whole bunch of tables out there, just tables with, like, weed on the tables. And this was, like, two years ago. I was like, what is, okay. No, but see, two years ago, I'm not sure exactly what was happening, because one thing that did happen, I forget what the name of the company is, but if you're in the city, you know what I'm talking about. They always had them trucks out, and they were selling candy, but that candy was that pretendo. Right yes. there, yeah. I, I didn't Weed want to be works. the one to say That's it out right. loud, yeah. but oh, I see you, big homie. Sound like they sound like they caught you slipping. It, but it was it was all they said they had candies and it was all pretendo. And so you'd go on Yelp and people would give these awful reviews. And I think like the story was that it was CBD or whatever it was. They messed up because they brand names so bad. Like when I see them, I'm like, y'all the ones that got the Hold pretendo up. truck. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, and I hate to do this here. But my guy, Bomani, who also happens to double as the most talented person in, the, in our entire field, and y'all should give him a round of applause right quick. Before I'm glad y'all did that, because I'm about to roast his ass real quick. I don't know if y'all noticed, but Bomani just revealed 
He checked the Yelp reviews of some weed truck. I have an explanation. I want to hear it. I, I have an explanation. I couldn't understand. Great I, <laughs> like it's such an important skill. Yeah, the great listener and snitcher. <laughs> um, but no, I couldn't understand how this truck was out with the word weed on it, just selling stuff. So I had to research what was going on here because it didn't make no sense. I see you, bird. You see me, bird. We doing this. You know what I'm saying? He he don't he don't get it like we get it. We were just trying to figure out what in the world was going on, and then you got it. It was all these people. They sold me pretendo. You don't say. You don't say. You re- like, but now they brand so bad. What they gonna do? No, they're right. They're the only people in the city that can't sell weed. Evidently, it's, ev- I mean, it's everywhere. I still, and so here's a weird thing at the bodega by my house. There's still. Dope boys standing outside. <laughs> and I'm like, are you guys in conjunction or in competition? Because I walk inside and the guy gives it, would theoretically give it to you. <laughs> I've seen the people. I've heard. Uh, yeah. Uh, nah, baby, I gotta sell you out, man. I'm buying nah. that for my wife. I ain't gonna <laughs> <smoke. laughs> uh, No, the best. The inside, best. it's vacuum packed and everything. And outside, it's in a little dice thing, and I'm like, I don't know, but they seem to be all be doing it together. Hey, man, look here. It's so funny that you were saying that you were selling your wife out about getting this weed. It took you like four years before they started selling you black and Miles oh, at, the untax, so at the untaxed price. And, so- and, and let us mention, you're rich, smoking black and Miles. You know how, like, Sometimes somebody like they interview an NBA player and they're like, who are your friends? Like people I grew up with. <laughs> That's how I feel about Black and Miles. They've been with me longer than anybody. I will never leave them. But you are correct. But to be fair, you that, don't take the paper out. No. You don't do that. No, but I do. But I what I will do is smoke half of it and be like, that's about 80 cents of black and mild left. No sense throwing that away. Put that shit in my pocket and smoke it later. And what is true is I moved to New York from Texas. And in Texas, a pack of black and mild is one of the only good things I liked about living in Houston. A pack of black and mild was $3.85. Like a real American territory. I came here and it was $18. And unbeknownst to me, evidently it wasn't $18 for everybody. Because <laughs> one day I walked into the bodega and the, my guy in front of me got a single black and mild for a dollar and a quarter. And I'm like, they, I have been getting the, the paying full price. So I then I was like, can I get a single black and mild? The man said, pack only. I'm like, pack only? You thought you were you the cops. seen it. And I'm like, Oh, I'm a white man in Harlem. You think I'm the police? <laughs> no, it's not simply you're a white man in Harlem. You're a white man in Harlem that actually goes to the bodega. Yeah, it goes because to the bodega. Because every, every now and then I have something happen that tells me it's a lot more white people in Harlem that I see on a daily basis. They just be hiding. I had coffee with my man Ufford with, this, with our operation here. And I don't drink coffee. So we go to the coffee shop and we get in and we order. And then we go to the back and I get out there. And I'm like, oh, so this is why I haven't known where all the white people in Harlem are. Because I don't drink coffee. They're all here. It's wall to wall. They just all set up there. My brother and his wife go to the dog park. I learned very recently. Apparently, that's where the white folks is at. 
exactly the white folks you would imagine, by the way. <laughs> There's um, when I worked, I lived here when I worked at the Players Association, which was in Harlem also, right on Malcolm X. You go out the Players Association building where it used to be, you go left, there's a methadone clinic, and it's people just strung out oh, yeah, everywhere. You go another block, it's that um, that church that just puts vile yes, yes, that's, oh, yeah, that's over where we that's where we used to live. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And then in the median in the middle, it was the same guy who was swole, but always wore a watermelon on his head. Every morning he had watermelon on his head, just out there jack with no shirt on, no matter whether dancing. You cross the street. It's a goddamn Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, the players, we were having a conversation about what we should, because they wanted to move out of Harlem. They was like, we got to sell this building. No, please don't sell this building. You see what's across the street? This building going to be worth so much money as soon as they run all the yeah, black people out of here. Me and, me and Nick used to live over by the, right the Atlet Church. And it was just oh. the first time we walked up there. We're like, yo, what is And they change. If people don't live here, man. They change that sign every six weeks, and again, <laughs> I'm. I actually think probably maybe this is my white guilt speaking. I don't know. They probably do, like that man probably does some great stuff, but the stuff he puts on that sign is like, oh, the, oh he wants to kill me yeah, personally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. He's he, like the white yeah. gentrifiers who've stolen yeah, yeah, our yeah, land. Yes, well, he's standing. Like, he's standing up for gentrification all by himself. He took that living color song to a whole nother oh, level. Like he is standing man. up and he is pushing back, but. When you Google that, I think they had a school or something. Oh, the story. <laughs> yes, I was going to take my imaginary children. We all know how much I love church. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently they got a little school there, and it's all the jokes stopped once oh. you start finding out to get down oh, over yeah, no, there. No, the, the, the signs aren't just about white gentrification. Like at least when I was here, he's not an Al Sharpton fan either. No, he's not an Al Sharpton he's fan. He doesn't man. like Jewish people. He don't like nobody except for the mother that belong to that church. Everybody else, he, he hates them. I don't know what they pay they sign poster, but they pay like, them a lot to put a bad like, like, like they're a church that play rap music. Like, like it, they, it does feel like it has an anger to it that is typically not in line with organs and gospel. Like, it sounds like they got, like, the bomb squad in there getting they, getting they beats right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Right fast. I don't know how much time we got left. Oh, yeah, I'm probably running late, whatever. Um, Kyrie say, or they say Kyrie called to... Holla LeBron, see if he want to come down to Dallas, get it cracking. This is the dumbest story of the year. <laughs> so I just want to tell y'all some things that were in this story, okay? Because the headline is, Ky you know, Kyrie wants LeBron on the Mavs, which is like, I'd like LeBron to come and do the podcast with us. <laughs> Well, we'll see if he walks through the door, but it's about the same chances. In that story, can we, y'all want to have an NBA journalism conversation? Because I don't know what's going on. Okay. Hold on one second. Before we get to that, I will say this. 
Shams, you could have held on to this for a couple more weeks when we in this dead period. That's all. I mean, it wasn't nothing happening. Hey, you could have sat on this. I would tell you this. I wouldn't want to get beat on that neither. Yeah. Like, like, I, I know. Because Haynes had it too. They now, it. we can get into the journalism of it well, all. I just don't understand it because the article on Bleacher Report said the second paragraph was the Mavericks during the year uh, just talked about trading for LeBron when the Lakers were in the midst of uh, the swoon. But LeBron was literally not legally allowed to be traded this year because when he signed his contract, don't matter, it's boring, but they literally couldn't trade for him. So then everyone was like, yo, what are you talking about? They couldn't have traded for him. So then he added a sentence that said, even though the Lakers couldn't have traded for him. So you're saying the Mavs held a meeting? Like, yo, we should trade for LeBron. And someone in the meeting was like, yeah, it's a good idea. And then someone else was like, don't think we're allowed to. They're like, all right, cool, good meeting. I'll see you later. And then he put in the story. Also in that story was, Quote, the Mavs can sign Kyrie Irving to a five-year, $272 million deal. Like, what are we... And the last part of it was, the best way to make this happen is if LeBron James gets a buyout from the Lakers. <laughs> Guys, I don't think they're going to pay him to go away. <laughs> I just don't think the Lakers are going to be like, we can pay you $45 million to play for us. What if instead we pay you forty to not play for us? <laughs> Like, I don't, I didn't get any of that hey. story. I do know that your guy, Michael Malone, though, is very pissed. We're talking about the Lakers yes, when the is. Nuggets Yes, he is. Playing. Yes, he is. I, I honestly don't blame him. Uh, the thing about that five-year 272 with Kyrie, with the Mavericks, because Kyrie, I do know this, has been very, his whole goal is get the full max. I mean, everything that he did this year is crazy as it all seemed at various points, but the whole thing at every point was, I'm going to get this full max. Like, he just believed, and the way the league works, I can understand why he thinks you can't give him the full max. However, Mark Cuban's the man who let Steve Nash walk because he didn't want to give him a fifth year. Basically tore up a championship team because he didn't want to give Tyson Chandler money after 2011. He ain't giving Kyrie Irving no five years, $272 million. Think, does anybody think he is? Kyrie. <laughs> nah, man. I think, I think Kyrie's a year-to-year player at this I, point. I think that. We all think that. But we all know that Kyrie does not think in the ways that the rest of us think. You just need one. You just yeah. need one. And I just don't think that one so is like, the one. I where guess, Vivek, hold on, where's no, no, Vivek no, no. at? Does Vivek still make terrible decisions to do that? No, they, the got, no, but they, they straightened it out in Sacramento. Okay, because that like would have been called beam. one. The, they traded for Kyrie. They traded quality assets for Kyrie. This is not something that you tend to do. Trade quality assets for somebody for half a season unless you intend on keeping them. Yes. I don't think that they should, but I think they probably are going to end up paying him. If they end up paying Kyrie that, they are then paying Kyrie more than Luka, and that is not tenable. They could sign Kyrie to a three plus one for two hundred million. How can anyone give this man? Oh, guys, I just want the audience to think real quick. What were you doing? Where were you in your life in the summer of twenty seventeen? So six years ago this week. Oh, I think know what back, I was doing. Whatever you were doing, I mean, so whatever it was, however long ago that was for you. That's the last time Kyrie Irving's had a relevant playoff moment. He's been living off a shot and a series for uh, two presidential terms. And since then, he has burnt three franchises to the ground. 
to the ground. The Cavs could have won the title in 2018. He said, I'll have knee surgery if you don't trade me. The Celtics, he cut, he, he cut a commercial saying with his dad saying, I hope they retire my number. Six months later, he's like, this is whack. I want to get out of here. And they were like, go. Go. And go. they were like, get out of here. And then Brooklyn, Brooklyn, they, they were the fourth, the three seed. And then he was like, nah. I actually do want to leave again, again, after the whole Instagram controversy. And then Katie left as well. And now he's going, man. Look, that here's, is a, here's the thing about you made a good point about if they would pay him more than Luca. Okay. And so I will make an observation about a situation in our business that you ain't going to want to say nothing about. But I can make a general point that people need to understand. Partnerships and relationships. When people make two different amounts of money. You have to have a clear and established hierarchy or it will fall apart, right? Like if you got two guys and if you got Luca and Kyrie, Kyrie at the very least don't look at Luca as being above him. He thinks they the same. Luca know they ain't the same. <laughs> if you are paying not the same more than the guy that's over here and one of them thinks that's what it is, it's all going to fall apart. They cannot do that for the very reason that you point out. I, I, you guys both have probably more NBA context than I have. So maybe you're right about this. Oh, because football is different. <laughs> but yeah, football is different. But in this situation, you don't got no ugly friends. Sure. So. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, they're not even cool enough for him to really do that. <laughs> they both I have with never me. met Dominique except for one other time before today, but I, I thought it was good. It's fine. I've been the coolest mother since about eight years old. So like, <laughs> well, go ahead. One, thanks for that intro you gave me though, brother. One, one random white man saying I'm ugly. Eh, I could handle it. But finish <laughs> your point about ugly friends. Okay, so the Mavs are the ugly friend. Luca is their very talented person who could go somewhere else. They need something to keep Luca. They gave away the things that they had in order to get Kyrie. And as you laid out all the things from an outsider's perspective, which is what we are looking at this, like, yeah, that would be very stupid. But if you are inside that situation, what are the other options? That's what, it, and this yeah. is again, to your football yeah. point, this is what always happens when we talk about quarterbacks. Right. Everybody like, oh, he average, he stinks. They need to move on. For who? Yeah, this, For who? By the way, this is all Jalen Brown's. The, the one sheet that Jalen Brown's agent is presenting to the Celtics is that right there. Yeah, so, like, I think you're right. I would say the smart thing to do is probably not to bring Kyrie in there for that number, but also the smart thing was to never trade for him. You're right yeah. that once they traded for him, they started walking down this path because their number one goal was to not alienate Luka. And while the Mavs... <laughs> the way to do that was to get Kyrie. <laughs> right. They were... They were going to be fine. Like, they were the four seed when they traded for him, and they thought that was underachieving. But Luka was having fun. Like, it would have been fine, but they screwed it up. So, no, I agree with uh, you. This is really and he, and the, the same team that you're talking about being rational in this situation is the same team that a few months ago traded for Kyrie. By the way, this has really got to be hurting you because that's your European. You got, I've got my European. You've got your European. Oh, you know what? Luka's you know your what? guy. Luckily, 
Luka and Nikola Jokic are both going to have real nice long careers. And we, uh, everyone in this room will think back in 12 years and be like, hmm, who won the Luka Doncic, who was the best player in Europe at 16 years old, versus Nikola Jokic, who at 16 years old was, I think, his, his parents were like, son, lay off the Oreos, please. Please. <laughs> like, we'll see who ends up being, um, being I mean, considered I mean, the greater if, overall if, player. If, if only Jokic could be in primo physical shape like Luka Doncic. <laughs> I, if, 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 if only he could get to that point. I mean, I will say this. You are, you are correct. And when Luka gets to the NBA Finals, yeah. we can stop and be like, man, can you believe it but took him this long minute. to get there after Jokic got there? Luka, up until Luka is how, how long has Luka been in the league? This was his fifth year. He's 24 years old. Your guy is 28 years old. Up until eight days ago, or 12 days ago, they'd been just as far. I, I'm sorry. This is, we were yeah, having a wonderful time. Say, you I came at Luka's throat, man. Say. This is really upsetting me. Well, he sounds like Bruce really Bowen. Upsetting. This, 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 is, this is the Bruce Bowen thing. He about to tell me about he talked to his therapist about it and everything. <laughs> Really upset me. I think Luke is going to end up one of the ten greatest players of all time. I still believe that. We oh, don't have to talk I, about oh it no! Anymore. I say I, I, I'm going to get there. booed. I mean, he may be. If I, I will say this: if you think he will be one of the ten greatest players of all time, I see you. I feel you. So that Joker guy. I mean, right now, right? Let's say they win the title. Say they win the title, because I understand yeah. they're the favorites. I don't think they will. Say they win the title. I'm going to give you names because I, if they win the title, I'm going to agree with you on a lot of these. You tell me who's, if he stopped playing, mm -hmm. who you'd have, this guy or Joker, yeah. right? David Robinson. I was afraid you were going to say that one. That's the line. But, you, but here, here's why that's tricky. Because A, David Robinson was the previous version of Jokic in the sense that he was the advanced stats monster, yep. right? And he was an incredible player and everything else. But there was that won't-to factor that David Robinson did not have that Jokic has. However, David Robinson was an all-encompassing defensive player and a futuristic force unlike there had ever been. But, but I would probably have to go Jokic. I, I agree. If they win the title. Because yes. Robinson was never even the best player on a team that made the finals. Correct. Tougher question. Him or Barkley? Oh, no, i go Jokic. So not tougher. Not tougher. Him or Karl Malone? Jokic, not tougher. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hold on. Let... Let's throw that one to the audience. It is Carl Malone or anybody on earth. If they win the title, him or Dirk? Him. All right, so if they win the title, he's top 20 all time. Those, these last three regular seasons have been so overwhelmingly good that at some point we got to stop trying to explain them away. If they win, if they, so I. And by the way, all the shortcomings of Jokic that you could argue about postseason, the team or whatever, he never got embarrassed like Dirk got embarrassed in 07, 08, or 09. Well, but the careers, the, right, but you got to, that's yeah. a little. Fair, well, I mean, and by the way, hold up, hold up, hold up. I just thought of that. You tried to slide that past me. This man got swept in round two and got thrown out of the elimination game two years ago when he won the MVP. Nobody, ever walked, nobody ever walked up on him and tapped his jaw while he did nothing. He was not a one seed that got eliminated. And okay. while I admire Dirk for his perseverance, the 09 postseason where he did play well was played under the cloud of the whole this con artist was running your pockets and you thought it was love. Oh, that's not. That is messed up. You cannot hold that against Dirk.
Who you hold it against? <laughs> the con artist? I will say this, though. Dirk took it the whole other direction. After they got that con artist out of his life, he turned up with that African woman who was sending him to the arena with four plates. That was beautiful. Like he didn't, he he didn't blame it on all of y'all, right? He didn't do that. No, sir, Bob. He said, "I just got to get better about choosing my sisters," <laughs> and he did. <laughs> Boris Becker, jealous of hell of him. <laughs> Only the old people know why that's funny. And that is Dominique Foxworth. Check him out on Get Up. Check him out on Anscape. Check him out on Debatable. And of course, check him out on the Dominique Foxworth Show. Oh, oh yeah, don't 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 cheer over that. But you get the, all the plug. Good. Yeah, y'all need to come to my podcast too, so I can have a live show and y'all yes. can cheer for me like the this. Dominique Foxworth Show. Check it out. And that is Nick Wright. Check him out on First Things First Fox Sports One. Check him out on the What's Right podcast. These are my people, man. Like I'm glad we got to do this because, like you guys. Probably, like some of you, I think, can really glean it, but truly, we really don't be knowing what we gonna do until we get out here. <laughs> it just kind of goes. It was somewhat of a terrifying thought to do that before a live audience where we didn't have computers in front of us where every now and then we could find a zag. I'm glad that you said that because I thought I was the only one that was like, Ooh. Bit. but then we got here anyway. No, man, that's the confidence. Like, my confidence always is, and the reason why I do it like this is I would never have anybody on my show who I could not call and just have a conversation about these things. So we call and have conversations about these things and they come up and we just try to make sure that we don't say nothing fireable. Cause when we did debatable the other night, I did not realize how many people were listening cause I don't do that show. And then all of a sudden they're like, I look on the screen and it's the five, four, I hear something to say we're on. And I'm like, oh my God, if you know the thing that I just said, like I was like, what the f you mean we just, we on, we just gonna say that all casual. You asked me to stay up till 11.30 to do this show and now you about to end my career because you didn't tell me we was on? It was 10, 10 That's seconds. That's so Woo! scary, man. Woo! It was terrifying. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on The Right Time. We do this three times a week. Dan Stancic and Parker Owens handled everything behind the scenes today. They are here. Thank you, gentlemen. Remember, follow the right time. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. And we will talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy. Thanks for checking out the right time with Bomani Jones podcast. You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The right time with Bomani Jones.